I'm talking to you, sassy girl. Need a little ah in your step? Try this on for size. It's pop. It tastes great. It makes you feel kind of funny. Not here, not down there, but all up in this area. Talking pop. Sick and tired of hearing all these people talk about What's the deal with this pop life and when is it gonna fade out The thing you got to realize what we're doing is not a trend We got the gift of melody, we're gonna bring it till the end, come on now Hi, welcome to Talk and Pop, the explanation uh, So before we get to the episode, I just want to talk a little bit about what to expect uh, in this edition, talk pop. We don't have a guest, um, but we have a couple of fun conversations. And I just want to let everybody know um, up front that this was recorded a week ago. So there's some discussion about the state of the country and <laughs> everything at that time. And so it's it's automatically dated, right? If you're seven days uh, past uh, your recording, so everything that is said there is based on our thoughts and feelings at the time, and that's how we truly felt. So I, I had debated just not releasing this episode, but um, it was all very like therapeutic for me in particular to talk about how I was feeling at the time, and I think it's kind of important to continue in that vein because shit's gonna get real um and I kind of need this as like a way to deal with things so also in that vein Tim and I are completely um pretty inebriated um in this episode which is not unusual for talking pot but uh probably our drunkest podcast I'm shifting through to like try to see if that's accurate. But for me, I know that uh, I was pretty lit. I think I held it together pretty okay. So like, don't judge me if I slur and or judge me. It's fine. Like, it's fine. Because uh, I had a hell of a time talking to Tim. We do a little bit more of our movie casting with some of our friends. We have a long, in-depth spoiler filled discussion about the Netflix reality show called Love is Blind and I really enjoyed breaking that down with Tim because I'm obsessed with that show and so I hope you enjoy that and then we play a game of would you rather towards the end uh, which is also fun and where things just kind of break down and get the most silly so um you might find a little hidden track at the end of the episode, which is a story that Tim told me after we had already read this episode. So it's very rambling and giggly. And if you don't want to deal with that in your life, then just don't listen to that. But I hope this is some sort of distraction. Um, maybe we can make you laugh for just a minute. Or if we're just annoying the fuck out of you, just turn it off. Um I get it. Like, it's fine. Probably they're going to, there's going to be more of this content, um, on talk about in the coming months because, um, I just, I, everything's so unsure and we don't, 
we don't know what to expect. We just know that we're going to be stuck in our houses. And this is just a very small way that we can kind of talk to each other and get some sort of relief from the monotony and the loneliness and the isolation. So if all of that uh, means anything to you, then I hope you enjoy this episode of Talking Pop. Hi, welcome to Talking Pop. My name is Jennifer Smith. I'm here with the corona to my virus. Tim Cable. How you doing, Tim? Wow. I guess I'm glad to be part of the corona part of that situation. I, I don't know. better than virus? Yeah. Well, these are trying times. And who knows? Maybe this podcast will go viral. We can, we can rebrand and, and reclaim uh, viral marketing because that's something that people don't want to hear about right now. Again. Uh, we're in sort of the last days here, it feels like. Yes, but. end days, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, we're continuing to podcast, though. We are, because that's what we do. And we're drunk as fuck. And so let's just podcast. The show must go on. It does. Um, in this perpetual state of limbo, it feels like it's been days and days. And then we have days and days left. Mm-hmm. Um, Still, somehow. You know, and... For those of us who have been looking forward to certain events and certain vacations that are in jeopardy right now, we're just like in crisis mode, and I need the distraction, to be honest with you, Tim. I I understand that, and I would like to offer words of support, but by the time this comes out, I think we'll actually have a definitive answer one way or the other. And I don't really want to be wrong. So that's competing with my, my instinct to say something to the effect of Vince McMahon always gets what he wants. Mm -hmm. Uh, It seems like, and he does not stop a show Mm -hmm. even uh, like a, a B level pay-per-view that really no one cares about in the middle of May after uh, a person under his employee plummets to his death. Uh, Um, If that's not going to stop a show, then if it's up to him, this whole deal is not going to stop a show, but it may not be up to him is the problem. So, right. Right. I don't know. I, I never imagined myself in a situation in which I would identify with Vince's feelings about, those yeah. things like that and but i sadly, think a lot of people are there i sadly am <laughs> i mean he, he's an older you know what he's an older gentleman he he's actually part of this vulnerable population that he is, is that's for sure potentially most compromised by our current health crisis and but he's super rich so i feel like that takes him out of the equation mm-hmm. yeah. well, it just seems like if if he wants this to still happen then you know the city yeah. of Tampa just needs to listen to him. And and he I think personally he can pull some strings. He he either knows people or he knows people who themselves know people mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and can uh basically extort the city and, and say, Hey pal, you know, cancel WrestleMania, then you're never gonna get another show again here. <laughs> I don't think that's I don't think that's beneath him at all. And uh, you know, I'm fine with it. 
I really am. I'm sure. I'm just fine with all of that. Yeah. I just need this to happen. Okay? It's wrong, but you it's need it to wrong, happen. It's wrong, but that's where I'm at. And yeah. So many. I'm not going to pretend otherwise. Tens of thousands of people feel the same way. <laughs> I'm so, so glad. I'm so I, glad I don't know I'm what to offer. Back. This is <laughs> this is just the world. This is what we've come to, I think. You know, for the very least, I need another episode of Talking Pop where we talk about WrestleMania shenanigans. This is so right. I, I'm doing it for you, Tim, and for our listeners. You are. For our listeners, for our guests, for you and for me. I like the way you brought that home. Right. Uh, I feel like, uh, yeah, we can still pull this thing together here uh, in many ways. <laughs> So that is getting a little bit ahead of ourselves, though. So we're not talking about WrestleMania other than the few minutes that we did just now (laughs) on this episode. I thought we were pretty veiled, but okay. Yeah, well, I I just hope this isn't all for naught. Like, it could be a totally moot point here, what we've been talking about here in the next few days. And by the time people are hearing this, but... Fingers crossed still. So this is what how we are, feel in the moment. I'm just saying. We're recording is, it, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. for how we feel now. Very stream of consciousness. Because mm-hmm. um, that's how we do it. So we do actually have a format for this episode. We do. It's a pretty stacked episode, to be honest with you. That, you know, we've already gone off the format sheet. But mm-hmm. one of many times I'm sure that will happen. <laughs> What what are we going to – how are we going to kick things off here? What do we want to talk about first? We have such a, a variety of topics and so many ways to approach what we need to dive into here on Talking Pop. Well, on our last episode, we had a very popular segment in which we, we tried to come up with um, the Hollywood equivalent of some of our friends on the mm-hmm. internet um, and if we were casting our own movie – for um, our friends at Place Be Nation, who would we choose for what roles? Right. And um, I feel like I had a lot of feedback. <laughs> Did you have a lot of feedback about that, Tim? Yes. And, I mean, admittedly, it was our most self-indulgent, up-our-own-asses kind of segment. For sure. Um, I think we had, a, I won't say some trepidation about that, because let's face it, we just do what we want. Mm-hmm. But that could have gone a few different ways, uh, but we got pretty positive responses. I don't know that everyone was, I'll say, pleased with uh, our casting choices necessarily, uh, but they certainly had opinions and seemed enthusiastic about this continuing. Uh, we deliberately left some of our friends out of this so that we could have fodder for future episodes which we are now going to get into. Yeah, we are. And, yeah, we have a few more casting decisions to make. We also have a couple of recastings. And I think I think we should start off with uh, those recastings because we mentioned these already. We struggled with a few folks, mm-hmm. you know, on our last episode trying to cast them for this movie that's definitely going to happen. Oh, for I mean, sure. There's no question of that. And first off, I I want to I want to rewind a little bit here and bring it back to uh, our co-host from PTB NXT. That is mm-hmm. Jacob Williams, mm-hmm. who we kind of concluded was too distinctive to be cast. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
and and that was a, a complimentary way of saying that we were kind of too stupid to come up with anybody. <laughs> yes. In the moments. Now, you actually did come up with someone. Well, I kind of threw it out there as you did. like something I was sort of feeling from the beginning, but like mm-hmm. I didn't know how it would be received. Yeah, and I didn't entirely disagree with you. I just I, I didn't want to be offensive because right. I like Jake a lot. Me too. Um, so I didn't want to, yeah, you know, I didn't want to upset him. Um, but he came back to us and actually said that his wife, I believe, agreed with your casting choice and has always said that he looks a great deal like Quentin Tarantino. And I was shocked and thrilled. I was too. Yeah. I think that's awesome that we both kind of feel that way. And so I feel like it was sort of a blessing for us to firmly cast Quentin Quite validating. Yes. Quite quite validating. I will just say that um, (laughs) I think Jake is much better looking than Quentin Tarantino. But if his wife has spoken, and if if it's sort of somebody who was floating through our minds in the first place, then why not? Let's let's go with it. And I mean, Quentin's cool as fuck. So it's like you can't. Yeah, yeah. Makes up for it in personality, if if not looks. So. Jake, of course, has looks and personality. Of so course. Can't go like wrong. we all do. Yeah, yeah <laughs> clearly. Uh, more than anything, though, we, we have an emotional connection. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, not to get ahead of ourselves. Uh, I had another recast that okay. uh, was inspired by uh, an updated profile picture, mm-hmm. actually. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, <laughs> And that is a previous uh, guest of this podcast, Sean Kidd. So, okay, so a few things here. Um, We came up with John Goodman and (laughs) sort of. (laughs) The royal we. The the royal royal we, the committee, arrived at John Goodman. I feel like that, so, I had posed the question, did, did John Goodman have a stroke? <laughs> um, which I probably shouldn't have said, but... But we I, determined that he just lost a lot of weight, right? Yeah, he just lost a lot of weight, yeah. so he, he has sort of, he, he has that look where, mm-hmm. anyway. Um, I mean, I have that look. <laughs> me too. It's like I, that I have, previous fat person look, yes. Yeah, I mean, look, I have stretch marks around my oh, midsection. Sure. Yeah, looks like I was mauled by a Bengal tiger. So <laughs> it's it's a nightmare. Um, <laughs> but and of course, I've regained much of that weight, so it's <laughs> even more depressing. Um, but I, the reason I, I put this out there is I think that the way that I phrased it made it, made Sean think or made it sound like that I was suggesting that Sean had a stroke. <laughs> Whatever it, gave him that idea. I have no it, because, idea. because he had a stroke, he now resembles Sean. <laughs> <laughs> Which is not what I was trying to say. I just want to clear the air a little bit. I, I don't think that Sean looks like a stroke victim. Um, I just... We we arrived at this conclusion of John Goodman, who 
I I opined maybe had had a stroke at some point along the way, which I don't think he has. But um, all that said, uh, Sean has a new profi- profile pick. Uh, he has, I think, himself lost some weight and is looking great these mm-hmm. days. I mean, always looked good to me, honestly. So, um, man, how can you improve upon that? Uh, and now I'm getting more of a... Hmm. It would. I don't know. I don't know how to um, articulate it really, but I got a sense of uh, Keither Sutherland. Keither. 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 That's easy uh, to say. Uh, yeah, I feel you. I feel you on that. Yeah. Um, so we're gonna go with uh, stroked out Keither Sutherland. Well, I mean, also we can also, go out with um, yeah. stroked out Fred Durst. Yeah, Fred, um, there's a lot of Fred Durst going on there, right, too. Right, right. Just put a backwards baseball cap on him, and mm-hmm. I mean, I can see it. So, congrats, Sean. You've got yeah. two options. We are we are in negotiations both with uh, Stroked Out Kiefer Sutherland mm-hmm. and Stroked Out Fred Durst. Right, so, but Stroked Out definitely part of both those equations. Well, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You can't escape that now. No. Yep. So I, I think that, well, okay, I was going to say that's it for the recastings, but um, we should probably clarify uh, our friend Ben Locke uh, from across the pond. Mm-hmm. I was favoring, well, you, you know our complex uh, Daniel Radcliffe feelings here on this podcast. Of course, yes. Podcast. Um, sort of a joke, sort of not really. Uh, he wasn't feeling it, and I understand that, but... I just felt like we needed to keep with his countrymen mm-hmm. and we, um, we sort of have gone in a, in a more elliptical direction, I think perhaps with, uh, Daniel Radcliffe. So uh, I think we need to firm up that Ben Locke is, is who you proposed, who you put out there, which is Brendan Fraser. Fraser. Yes. Yeah. So we'll, we'll go ahead and, mm-hmm. Let him escape the, uh, the the all the baggage that comes with this Harry Potter casting that he was not very enthusiastic with. That's fine. He'll we'll, be we'll relieved. You... Yes. Yeah. So I, I hope you're happier now with Brendan Fraser because that's who's going to be playing you, Ben. Um, anyway, uh, okay. We have some some new business to get to some. Uh, additional castings to make folks who we certainly didn't forget, but mm-hmm. we wanted to, um, you know, leave some room to uh, revisit this. Yes. And um, the, the person who originally posed this question to us, um, Scott Shiflet, he, right. um, we didn't really, we didn't leave him out the first round. It was just like, we needed more time. Yeah. Well, we didn't mean to, we no, just, we didn't like, it was all very, you know, Mm-hmm. There was some prep in that, but it wasn't complete. You know what I mean? Like, I always intended to make this sort of continuous, yeah. you know, because it's fun. Oh, yeah. Like, it's really fun to come up with. Well, a lot of them come to you right away. Yes. And that's the fun part is, mm-hmm. is to, because they also leave you <laughs> right away. Right away. So You're I like, can't who tell was you how many just floated through my brain, and I'm yeah. like, ah, oh, lost it. So. Yeah. These things are fleeting. We need to hang on to them. We do. We need to record them 
for pro- mm-hmm. posterity. And right now we're going to say that Scott is uh, Seth Rogen. Yep. 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 Um, perhaps a, a DH Seth Rogen a little DH, bit. DH, okay, yeah. We have the technology; we can do we that. Can do that. Uh, yeah, I, I think um, he's certainly not as old as as Seth Rogen is today, but uh, we can we can wind that clock back mm-hmm. and make it work. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm good with that. That's that's what we're going to go with. So, you're welcome, Scott Shiflet, and and thank you for posing this question that has given us so much fodder. So much, like hours and hours of brain power. Mm-hmm. Devoted to this subject. Yeah. Um, well. Our friend Calvin. <laughs> which was another one that was we had to deliberate about quite a bit. What did we come up with? This is a world of possibilities. It sure was. So Calvin actually suggested a few choices for himself. <laughs> I have to say, philosophically, I, I'm kind of opposed to. I, I, I think it's presumptuous of people to do that, but um, the ones that he came up with were so bad and so funny <laughs> that I sort of think we need to honor them okay. and just say that that we are currently in negotiations with, uh, per Calvin's choosing, in fact, Pre-diabetes Wilford Brimley. <laughs> uh, not sure what that means exactly, but I'm sh- Why certain. Why pre-diabetes, though? Pre-diabetes. Diabetes, yes. Diabetes. Sorry. I'm certain we can make this work, right, uh, right. If, if need be. He also proposed, um, again, quoting Calvin here, an algomorphic Vern Troyer. I not don't sure know that, what algomorphic means. I'm, I'm not uh, confident that algomorphic is a word, <laughs> but he again, could have been stoned when he wrote that. Perhaps. Entirely possible. Yeah. <laughs> we make no judgments. Um, no, none at all. But this is fantastic. So I think he's higher on my list than pre-diabetes Wilford Brimley. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but I love the uh, the spread there between the two. Now I had offered up um, not so much an actor as a, as a cartoon character, which is legit. Be- which is yeah, again in this film that's absolutely going to happen for sure. Uh, and that is I, okay. So I find Calvin to be somewhat. Um, Somewhat cat-like, somewhat panther-like mm-hmm. in appearance, just based on some of the photos I've, I've never met the man in person. Um, and I can't tell you why that is, but I, I can picture him uh, just having whiskers, okay? Whiskers, <laughs> right. Yeah. So, so I, I went ahead and suggested uh, Panthro from the Thundercats, the um, 1987 filmation animated series, of course. Uh, who I'm sure everyone is familiar with. Of course, everyone is familiar with that. And uh, Googling. Uh, yeah. I, I'm oh, good yeah. with that. I'm good you like with that? It. Yeah. Okay. D- did you have any options for him? No, no. This was one that was stumping me for sure. Okay. Well, I, I like it now because now we're in negotiations with uh, three different parties. Right. So yeah, it's a lot of options. I'm kind of holding out for uh, 
Oh man, I hesitate. To, we do Mark need gonna... another animated character, so I am feeling your choice. Okay, well, I I hate to ask this, but is Vern Troyer still alive? I don't think so, actually. Oh no. no. <laughs> okay, well, I could be wrong. Let's see what um, says. <laughs> I'm afraid to look, but here again, if we can get pre-diabetes Wilford Brimley, we can get living Vern Troyer. <laughs> All things are possible okay, here. Okay, let's uh, sidetrack it to Google Auto, like Phil. Yeah. Is Vern Gagne still alive? <laughs> Is Vern Gagne still alive? Well, he won't be making any appearances in our movie, no, I'm sure. No, he died April 21st, 2018. Not Vern Gagne, but Vern Troyer. Well, shit. Yeah. Um, so that'll I be a little, he bit, did, yes. a little bit more difficult, but not an impossibility. <laughs> You're on talking about. I think we do time travel here. So I feel we like do time works. travel, yeah. Yeah, easily. Easily. Um, okay, so, wow. Uh, Calvin sent us down many roads. Uh, do we have anyone else? Um, of course, there was an easy one that I feel like we just whiffed on, if we're being honest. Our mm. friend Logan, um, who um, just legit looks like Chip from Chip Gaines. Um, yeah. From Home and Garden Television. Yeah, yeah, we did just kind of whiff on that one, but um, that's a slam dunk right there. For sure. Yep. Easy. Not a lot to add on top of that. I don't know how much Home and Garden Television you watched, Tim. Is it a lot? It's not a lot. I, I have know. to tell you, that may shock you. Um, not really, no. Yeah, it, it's it's not a whole lot. What was the uh, the the house fixer upper show with um, fixer upper? Is what it's called. Wh- no, I'm thinking of the one. I don't think that's what it was called. Actually, um, <laughs> that's the one chips on. Uh, is it really? Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing? It's addictive because Joanna Gaines is um, extremely hot. Okay, well, speaking of extremely hot, extremely hot, here's what I was going with that. You remember that guy, Ty? Oh, was fuck yeah, I remember Ty. Yeah, what was that show he was on? Oh. See? Yeah. It was something, it was the same idea, right? Something. Same concept. Flippers. Uh, no, Flip. nope. It was um, when they switched houses. Flip this house. No, switch this house. It was when neighbors pick each other and they do each other's houses swingers flipping houses <laughs> fuck key party houses no um swingers houses anyway houses you know who i'm talking fun. about obviously it's ty um yeah ty, ty uh pennington pennington yes i was about to say that okay uh is he still super hot is he still doing he is stuff? super hot yes still yeah um a little wild looking. Wild looking. Yeah. I need to. All right. Let me get in my Google machine right now. Trading so, spaces. Trading spaces. Trading spaces. Okay. I love that that was show. like an iconic show. Yeah. Oh How do we God. forget? They rebooted it, but I never watched the reboot. Hmm. I wonder if it's good. I don't know. So is he? Is he still? Is he on the reboot? I don't. Re- I don't know. I think the last thing I saw him on was didn't he do the judging for like the holiday um 
like displays like the light display the great american light something or another something like that that's oh awesome. no maybe that was that other hot guy i was thinking of carter i don't remember her. i do not carter. find ty pennington super hot anymore yeah carter uh, osterhouse that's who i'm thinking of all right let me google him i don't know if yeah, i yeah he is still super hot um carter osterhouse Ooh. Of course, the first link on this is TV host Carter Osterhouse accused of coerced oral sex by makeup artists. So, of course, as soon as I say something about him, that's <laughs> going to be the fucking link I find. Okay, so he was clearly me too I guess. He um, was on Trading Spaces as well. Alright. In the later days. He doesn't do as much for me, admittedly. He's but I can hot. see it. I can see it. Um, anyway, uh, neither doing? of these individuals will be playing. No, uh, our, our friends and listeners and the the Place Me Nation feature film. I'm sure that Chip Gaines has never coerced a makeup artist to give him oral sex. Let's hope not. I mean, because he's Fingers married. To well, by the time this episode comes out, he probably will have. Right, so, I should not speak. with our with our luck. Mm, um, you're right. Okay. Anyway, uh, do we have anyone else? I don't think so. Okay. That's enough for now, I guess. That's enough. I mean, we can add too. Always. You know, yeah. It will be a building process. We have a lot of people to get to. We do. And it's yeah. difficult. It's not always easy. Mm-hmm. Well, you want to leave the people wanting more too. Respect our process. <laughs> Very much so. Well, okay, with that uh, bit of business, I don't want to call it housekeeping because it's very important. It is very important. But it's, it's, uh, we've dispensed with that. We're, we're going to get into the meat of mm-hmm. this one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of a special episode for us, uh, kind of a more topical episode than we typically do. Mm-hmm. We've dipped our toes into this pond a few times, but... Uh, we have to get into something that has really been taking the nation by storm. Uh, people have been binging this in mass, and that is a re- reality show on Netflix. My God, and it is a social experiment <laughs> where they are testing the hypothesis: <laughs> Is love blind, Jenny? See, I feel like I was on the ground floor of this show. I think you were. I think I was talking about it before a lot of people were talking about it. You and fully were. I fully influenced like a bunch of people to watch this show. So I feel very proud of myself. You're an influencer. I wasn't going to watch the show. I wasn't going to watch the show. But I know a lot of people were not going to watch the show until I like, Look. absolutely demanded that they do so. Jenny, people were coming up to me in the airport right. and asked... What's the deal with Jessica? Is love blind? I mean, we Did have to get to the bottom. Did you know she's thirty-four? <laughs> because she will tell you that she's thirty-four, much like Britt Baker will tell you that she's a dentist. Yes, absolutely. Do you know that you can form an emotional connection? An emotional connection without the physical aspect, Jenny. What? Okay, what I'm gonna need. Is yeah. Nick Lachey and his wife to um, <laughs> okay? Wait, wait, wait. 
Nick Lachey and his sister second, or wife. Second because, wife. Second wife. Second but wife. I think a person could be forgiving, forgiven for thinking that they are siblings. They actually. do look a lot alike, yes. Also, and, they're and very awkward with each other. Very awkward with each other and kind of act like they have more sibling energy than spell yes. energy. Yes. So that's creepy. Yeah, and they say the same thing. Like, it's good that this isn't... This reality show is so different from so many other reality shows. Even though it shares a lot of tropes, it is still more batshit insane crazy than Mm -hmm. most of them. Like, even The Bachelor. I mean, I watched that in in the beginning of that show. You know, like, when it was first a thing. Like, this even surpasses that. In okay. insanity, addictiveness. Well, that's that's something I was curious about. Like, you're, are you a big reality show? No, you're, because I can't say that that I am no, by any means. Not at all. And yeah. I can't tell you what it is that made me put this on. I mm-hmm. think it was just it was in the lull between other things, and. Um, I had seen a few things about it, very few things about it, not many at all, but I just put it on as background, really, for one day when I was editing some podcast things, <laughs> and then I it's was so fucking sucked into the show, like, it's ridiculously mm-hmm. addictive, and their format, I think, is brilliant because what netflix does is gives you like blocks of shows so you can marathon this for three ish episodes until you have to wait till next week and then they'll release another block of shows so then it hooks you all over again for another three ish episodes and then you're like fuck then they leave you clinging so desperately at the end Mm. of every Every little block of show. It's like over three or four weeks if you count the uh, the reunion show that they did. So like 11 episodes total. What, what do you think of people who waited, who did not get, on, get in on the ground floor, were not influencers, and waited for all of the episodes to drop before watching the whole thing? Binging the whole thing. How, how privileged are these characters? Very, you know? very. Like... I sort of envy them because they didn't have to wait, but then they missed that special, like, (laughs) that special ache Mm -hmm. that came with, like, knowing that you had to have this queued up when it dropped. Like, there's, you can't not do it. And it put a lot of my other things in my life off. I'm just going (laughs) to say, like, a lot of important things, I hope. Like, in this. And then I I watched. Like the first, I would say like two thirds of it, and then I got my friend hooked on it when she was here at my house. So I rewatched like oh, two thirds of it again. You know, I was that hooked into it. I was I was already rewatching when it hasn't even finished yet, um, because I wanted to get her hooked on it, and I did. And then it has been just nonstop memes since then. <laughs> well, I, I do think. And I do think that's something that makes it different, sets it apart from other just network reality shows. Right. Just the presentation 
in the formatic they cuss. They can say fuck. They cuss. Yeah, they they, they cuss. And it was a huge deal for me that they could say fuck on that show. They, they can say fuck. It's not bleeped. Nope. And it's still they're still doing kind of the the serialized week to week thing. But you're getting a good blast of of episodes. What was it like? Like three in one three. shot. Yeah, I want to say it was three. Mm-hmm. Which which is a lot. I mean, it is and a lot. Netflix, so you don't have commercials, so you don't have that kind of artificial drama, dumb shit going mm-hmm. into a commercial, and then you know come back, and then the episode is over before you know it, and you're like, oh, I can't wait until next week. Like, I mean, yes, they have cliffhangers. They they do keep you um, anticipating what what is to come. Uh, in, in the following installment, but it's not so dragged out that, you know, it, it feels like some of these, yeah, it feels like some of these other traditional network reality shows just kind of drip feed you and mm-hmm. lead you along. And it's just, it's easy for me anyway, to lose interest that way. Yeah. That That's why I've never really been able to invest in any reality show just in real time. But um I think their format is what hooked me, honestly. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. this is not the the type of thing I normally would watch. But there's mm-hmm. something about this format that they've hooked on to that they did perfectly. It was perfectly executed. You felt like every little group was like different than the one before it. Like it wasn't the same episode over and over again. Um, they changed locations. They changed like that's the situations, thing. and like mm-hmm. things kept getting escalated with each little group, and it just hooked you more and more. Like it was, it was a little. I, bit I can't jarring. get over it. Yeah, yeah, it was a little bit jarring to sit down and and try to do a binge watch of this because it kept like it it kept feeling like the show was reinventing itself after Definitely. every couple of episodes. Yeah. And then I sort of sat down and thought, well, wait a minute. This is because they release like three at a time. So you're going to get this block of whatever the story is that they're trying to present. And then they move on to the next thing, the sort of next curveball that they throw these couples. um, And we're going to spend another three episodes on that. And then it's going to turn into something else so that you get sort of like complete arcs with each weekly installment. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what I think it's, it feels like they just employed research scientists who knew what is going to appeal precisely to the ideal Netflix viewer. <laughs> like <laughs> it felt completely it. targeted, but uh-huh. like in a way that I didn't care, like I literally yeah, did yeah, not I, I, care I, that totally they were just, that hooking me like every single time and I didn't I didn't mind at all like I was just in for the ride and it's such a ridiculous concept it um, is that, we should say what what the high concept here is right it's, the concept uh, is that these people are separated by a wall and they just talk to each other they can't mm-hmm. see each other presumably they can't ask questions about what each other looks like um and I kind of feel like they're very loose with that one because it seems um, like an easy question, you know, like... You well, it seems roll. like it's also very revealing, because yeah. you get so, like... And, and this is a dynamic they didn't really get into, but sort of makes you, yourself, the viewer, think, like... 
you're watching it and going, okay, if I had a wall up in front of me right now and I just heard this person's voice, I'd be like, this sounds like a white guy. This sounds like a black guy. Exactly, <laughs> yes. Just, you know, and these are not things you want to admit. It's it's like not very PC, but it's still, it's reality, right? Well, there's so, no way that some of these people did not clue into that. Yeah. Just, Especially yeah. when they talk about their background. Yeah. It becomes very obvious and self-revealing, so I don't think you can go in there and go, well, are you white or black? Are you right? Yeah. Do you have brown are hair? You, are you blonde? Like, from the United States or yeah. from a country? Like you know, just right. So you're not supposed to to deal in those sort of you, questions. You're yeah, supposed to get better. beyond the surface. You're mm-hmm. supposed to get to who this person is and not be able to see them or, you know, mm-hmm. maybe... You, now, yeah. age, age was something that age. Um, oh was really up front. Right. I and it's kind of important. Uh, they did have a, a good span of ages. They had people from, I think the youngest was 24 up to, what, 30... Five, I think. Probably I should so, probably, yeah. I should probably uh, fact check this while we talk about it. Eh, don't worry about it. And here's the other thing: um, we we spend time with like I would say six core couples ultimately, but mm-hmm. the thing starts out with a shitload of contestants. Yes, <laughs> and a lot of these, and, and this is sort of one of my criticism such as it is of this show. I mean, it's not really even worth criticizing. Um, but there are some contestants who we meet where it feels like they're going to be a thing and it just gets dropped. Like yeah. one dude volunteers when the question is asked, is anyone here a virgin? Mm. And like one hand goes up, right? It's this one sort of nondescript looking blonde white guy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, okay, this might be a story and you never hear another word no. about it. It makes me <laughs> right. wonder, like, are these the six couples that just like organically hooked up or are there more couples that hooked up and then yeah. that season two? Could, I, I think they're just going to go in a different direction in season two, probably, you think? um, with a different cast and change some of the rules. At least I would hope. Um, but, but we can get into that. But and another one was like one guy like immediately is like, I'm a short dude. And I'm like, Oh God, here we go. Yeah. And that's pretty much the only thing we ever see or hear. <laughs> so very interesting how they narrowed it down to this. Mm-hmm. And so very quickly you go from dating in the pods is what they call dating. it. When you're just like talking to each other from, um, in between a, a sheet of, glass that shane Mm -hmm. mcmahon could go through apparently (laughs) yes could get suplexed through yeah and uh dropped on his head trying to get quickly progresses to i love you and then proposals quickly you you say i mean people don't understand how quickly this progress we're talking like a week yeah a a week day three four and five we're getting into professions of love yep Potentially proposals, and 
I mean, by the end of the first episode, by the end of the pilot, we've already got like two and a half potential couples already. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, what the hell is that? How can this even sustain itself? You know, where they're just burning through it this quickly. But, but in no way does that take you out of it, though. Like for me, no. it just makes me all the more hooked. Like, yeah. What is going to happen? <laughs> because yeah, you your just head buy into spinning. the premise and you want to know what becomes of these people when they see each other. You know, it yeah. just it just very naturally lends itself to this cliffhanger. Um so you get the reveals, the couples see each other for the first time. Mm-hmm. And a couple of those things are hilarious. Um well, gorgeous African American girl uh, is revealed to be matched and engaged to this pretty plain looking scientist mm. white dude. White dude, yeah. Yes. Which I kind of feel like they already knew, knew what to expect. Um, I don't think it was a surprise to either of them that they were no, definitely not to Lauren and they weren't like Carl. suddenly an interracial couple, which right, you would think. Can. Yeah. You would think that's going to be a source of conflict, and it is indirectly, but it's not, I think, what you would expect going into the show. It's not like when they do the reveal, oh, my God, I had no idea she was black. (laughs) They don't do that at all. I mean, it's very, it's it's honestly very sweet. It is very sweet, especially them two. They're my favorite couple, Cameron and Lauren, Um, and... And later on, you discover that Cameron has had experience being in an interracial couple. So I think that's what um, he was there for, really. You know what I mean? Like, I think he knows what he wants. Mm -hmm. And that's what he wants. Well, that's a distinct possibility. Uh, You know, everybody has their type. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, it's, it's good that you single out Cameron and Lauren because they were like the first to hit it off and that the show highlighted. And that's another thing I wonder about. Like you asked the question, were there other couples that perhaps we didn't see other pairings and maybe there were, and they just weren't that interesting that you could form a narrative or any kind of story structure around. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's all it is. Like, I mean, at the end of the day, it's a reality show and you're, you're going to go with, what's going to give you the most juice. And I I think that's why some of these, like we get a name, we get a line here and there and they just sort of fall off. But we really, really home in on Cameron and Lauren immediately. And I personally thought like Cameron is so super boring. Like it's just sort of, but see what Cameron does. And you see this later when you get past the mm-hmm. the meeting stage and all of the couples that have paired off they get sent to a trip um to mexico to this resort yes. in mexico so that's the next step in this evolution but once you see them together he is abnormally like focused on her like, oh yeah he is just like all Sm- about like just over overly attentive to every single thing that she ever wants or needs like mm-hmm. it's 
it's so evident <laughs> in all of their scenes together. But I feel like it was true. And that was something that drew me to that couple is because it felt more real, I think, than a lot of yeah, the Yeah, he, he definitely gradually won me over. They won me over as a couple. Uh, and I think the reason I say just they're so boring is because they were kind of the most well-adjusted. <laughs> like, yeah, they seemed yeah, like, like, like just normal she people. She was super who, normal and, like, really, like, attractive and gorgeous and, like, oh, yeah. natural and fun. Like, she, she seemed the most real out of all the girls. And he was just so hardcore into her that it was mm-hmm. very, very hard to, like, not buy into that. I will say that the two of them equally, and I don't know how to put this, but they they seemed like desperately wounded, fragile people who just were going to burst into tears at any given moment. No, and, I didn't feel that way about them, honestly. Like, I feel that way more about Damien and Jenanina. Mm. <laughs> Okay. Because they're well, the more volatile couple. Well, and I'm not even saying it in terms of it, it's a volatile aspect of Cameron and Lauren's relationship. It's more that these are two people, two very sensitive people who found each other, mm-hmm. and it totally worked. But I definitely got that sense of it just seems like these two have been through some shit. <laughs> yeah, he had um, definitely been through some shit. Yeah, and and I don't know. She never that... introduced her boyfriend to her parents. To her at parents. All. Yeah, and, and she'd mentioned that she'd, she'd like only in her had twenties. Yeah, and she she even said that she had had like I think two serious she didn't really elaborate, mm-hmm. but she said that she had two serious relationships prior to this. And both with um, black men. Both yeah. with black men. Uh had not been in an interracial relationship before mm-hmm. and still had not introduced them to her family her ever. Family. Yeah. And so that, I mean, that in and of itself became a source of conflict. I mean, the two of them were as tight as they could be, but right. it was sort of like, um, now I have to, you know, introduce you to my father mm-hmm. and I'm not sure how that's going to go. <laughs> uh, so yeah, th- I mean, that's, and, and I'm looking now, so she was, Lauren was, well, that's not the right Lauren. <laughs> um, so there was someone named Elsie who. Yes, that was one of the Barnett chicks. It, that was one of the Barnett chicks, which we will certainly get into here. But the Lauren that we are speaking of was 32. Okay, so, yeah. Yeah, I mean, she That's quite old to like never have introduced your parents to a boyfriend. Yep. Yep. So, anyway, um they ultimately, well, I guess we I spoiler alert, I guess if you're listening to this and interested in the show, we should tell you um we're going to get into heavy spoilers here. Uh Lauren and Cameron did get married, went through with it and mm-hmm. are still together. Yep. So, and he also had a super nice house. He did have a really nice <laughs> it house. It was awesome. <laughs> no, I was I, like, when she was going through it, she seemed sort of like concerned. I'm like, bitch, this place is nice. What I don't are you know. talking about? Mm-hmm. Um, but it, also, I, had did, a, I was small, a little suspect. She had a small home of her own, right? Right, was, a little it, apartment, yeah. And she had issues around, um, you know, I want to maintain my independence. Mm-hmm. I need my... 
you know, I, I need my personal space and right. I don't know if I want to give up my house. And it's sort of like, well, I mean, if you're getting married, then you don't really, it's no, not really it's a thing a that spouses yeah. Yeah, live in separate homes. Yeah. She was like, can we keep my place? And he was like, uh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Which is It's reasonable. fair. It's very fair. Um, so, I mean, they sort of, I think they, I feel like they, acted like that was going to be a source a bigger source of conflict than it was yeah i don't think it ended up and it just really didn't amount to anything right. so but anyway yeah so we should mention uh lauren she's described as a content creator whatever that means i don't know what that means i kept trying to figure that out um she had a like a um, sort of a studio area in her apartment that looked like she took oh, professional photographs but yeah so she's an instagram model that's kind of what i thought i mean she's (laughs) certainly gorgeous enough for that yeah so yes and cameron is surprise surprise a data scientist a scientist for sure Mm -hmm. so he kind of has a boring job but makes a shitload of money right has this super nice house so And and super into her so yeah anyway good on them yep I agree. Uh, who, who else should we tackle? Again, we're we're just we're we're drilling down to the couples that the show really mm-hmm. emphasized. So, uh, well, I we, mean, me- we mentioned Barnett. And mentioned Barnett. I yep. think that a discussion about Barnett is in order. It's in order. Yep. Barnett um, is um, I, having grown up in South Alabama. I know this guy. Like this is the yep. douche guy. Uh, I kind of know this guy too. Yeah, he, he's attractive and sort of funny and kind of dumb, charming. you know. And you crush on him, and not a horrible person, but no, not not at all. But easily led, um, mm-hmm. not very smart. Although, although he is an engineer, so of what though. Uh, I don't know. I I feel like engineer implies engineering degree of some sort. Like he went to engineer a school of engineering somewhere. Um, Any douche can do that. Just saying. <laughs> I'm just I, like my I little cousin he, went to engineering school. He had an engineering degree. He's still a fucking douche. Call it so. out, your little cousin. Oh what, yeah. I mean, whatever. I mean, Personally, I, I think most engineers are assholes. I'll just go ahead and say. I agree. Um, however, he, I'll give him the benefit of he probably does have the book smarts uh, to some extent. Um, so he's not just like a... I guess what I'm trying to say is he's probably not just a dumb jock. Uh, but personality-wise, he's definitely someone who comes off as kind of that dude bro oh, type. Oh, for sure. Dude bro. Mm-hmm. And he's 27, turns 28 in the course of the show. So, and he has three girls on the hook for him. Oh my god! So this is how you know. Yeah. I, I know this person. You know, what I'm saying yeah. like he's from Georgia. Like this is very southern kind oh. of guy. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he immediately attracts Amber, um, mm-hmm. Jessica, and Elsie. And they all think they have an equal chance with him. You know? And honestly, I will just say that, and maybe this is a 
you can call me out if this seems like a misogynistic take. Um, I just found it ridiculous and a little bit depressing the way that these women were falling all over themselves, just throwing themselves at this guy and just getting so worked up. And I'm like, how have you not seen this? You know, how is this? I, I don't know. I guess you remove the element of you can't actually see the person. So you're not getting that para language, right? In terms of looks, in terms of body language, you're only getting their voice and how it comes across. But I don't know. How can you be just so toned after, oh yeah, this guy's 27. He's charming. You know, he, he knows how to really turn it on, but especially, and I'm sorry, I'm already going to go ahead and single out Jessica here, who is 34, as you mentioned, and will be the first to tell you, how is she letting herself just get so rolled by this guy, right? And just, and is so flabbergasted when he seems indecisive, right? Or, Or he's maybe a player or he doesn't know what he wants as she puts it he's a fuck boy like fuck how boy. did you even get to this point how did you talk yourself it just goes to show people will talk themselves into anything yeah and like jessica i think she has deep-seated issues i'm saying that as someone with deep-seated issues <laughs> yes. no judgment on her but i will judge her about a lot of things please she she thinks she's smarter than everyone, but she's really not. And, and she she could see some sort of like this uh, controlling element that I think that she could have uh-huh. had over him. I think she could have overpowered him and 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 done put him exactly right where she wanted him. Mm-hmm. Which is not something that you can kind of do with someone that you're going to be married to like you you're not something you should do certainly no, because i think that she just knew that she could she could get exactly what she wanted out of him hmm. you know interesting I mean? read yeah yeah and i can kind of see that because and this is dovetailing into some other things like it was for her it was between barnett and mark, mark. right and her kind of, her, at least her initial hang-up with Mark was, oh, he's 24, you know, the age difference, the 10-year age gap between us. I don't know if I can... Okay, Barnett is 27. Mm-hmm. Like, it's that it's much of a difference, no. really? Mm-mm. Come on, bitch. You're, again, people will talk themselves into anything. And, like, for her to be all in on Barnett and just look at Mark and go, eh, he's so young. Like, shut up. Um Mark in his twenty-four-year-old status was more challenging to her. Oh yeah, than, than Barnett will ever be, and that's mm-hmm. why there was the conflict. Is because he wasn't going to let her be that shallow fucking bitch that she wanted to be. <laughs> I one of the few I think good guys out of this was Mark. Yeah, I would um, agree. He bless his heart. I mean, he tried everything. That's- Great way to bless us. I mean, okay, so Mark... He really did feel that for her, and I hate that he did, but he really did. Exactly. I believed it. All of 24 years old, like you said, bless his heart. 
a very mature 24 year old, but at the end of the day would still do things, would still say things and, and make you go, well, bless his heart. He's 24 years old. <laughs> like, and I don't know that at, in my twenties, I would say that or think that, but, but being a little bit older, I can, I kind of look back on that time and compare myself to people. I, I knew then and who I was then. And I'm like, yeah, he he is a very mature, very together 24-year-old, but he's still 24 years old. And he's a great catch for somebody, mm-hmm. but for Jessica, who just – Jessica is either the dumbest smart person who's ever lived or the smartest dumb person who ever lived. And I can't – decide which it is that's fair um but she's also very like intimidated by how emotionally available he was Mm -hmm. she doesn't want that that's very scary for her yeah she even Uh, said i'm I'm not used to being with dudes who just sit around and show show vulnerability and talk about their emotions she wants the fuck boy she wants she the net of it all, so she can. She acts like she doesn't, but she does. She does. I mean, that's what she responds to, and mm-hmm. she doesn't know how to like deal with this wild card that is Mark. Um, yep, and she sort of she tries to get introspective, but in ways that are still very shallow. Yeah, off the mark. With the age, it, with the age difference. Yeah, it's with like, the age. Bitch, this is the last thing you should be worried about. Mm-hmm. And then after they, so, okay, so ultimately she does choose Mark, even though he is her second choice. But she, only because Barnett breaks it off with her. Only because Barnett acts like a 27-year-old and kind of seems a little wishy-washy and she's... All of a sudden, all out on Barnett. And it's like, okay, bitch. In her slight defense, he did say he did. that he was going to propose to her pretty much. Mm-hmm. And then changed his tune at the last minute. And then changed his tune. And, and she was all out at that point. Was, and she just, that's what she called him, fuckboy. And I, I can't blame <laughs> she, her. I mean, that's like defensive. By the way, we like, she was very wine drunk. Oh, my she God. Called. She was wine drunk. And... As somebody who's whiskey drunk right now, I can't really blame her for that. But no, no, I can't either. I'm just saying <laughs> they they called her in a moment for sure, where she was feeling herself, and uh, that was a confession that she made to Amber of all people, who exact same age as Barnett is basically a female Barnett, basically a female Barnett, yes, one hundred, and who the first time she talked to Barnett was like, oh yeah, we're getting married, yeah, we're done, they, yeah, like, they just immediately locked into each other, Amber and Barnett, as and, much uh, as I know the mm. Barnett character as like a person, like I've literally met this person, I've also literally met Amber, and they are exactly paired for each other, yeah, like, absolutely, it's, it's, it's no question. Like no question. Her level of crazy is what he wants, and mm-hmm. his level of basicness is what she needs. <laughs> basicness, yes, excellent. Because she needs somebody with a stable job and uh-huh. who is not going to run away like her daddy or whatever the fuck. You know, <laughs> she is white trash. And um, she wants to elevate herself, and this is just far enough. 
That's, this is just oh far enough to where she needs to be. You just um, she has a tight little body. I'm sure she is a tigress in bed and mm-hmm. um, rocked his yeah. absolute world. And he did not know what the fuck else to do with himself after she fucked him on that first oh, yeah. night. So that's that's where it is with them. Like legit, I'm like sold. Like they're gonna get married, and that's gonna be that. Because yeah, they are and, that couple from my hometown, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so okay, let me let me ask you this because <laughs> that was an incredible insight, <laughs> um, and one hundred percent accurate for both of them. It was revealed a little bit later in the series. So they presented her as I, I think they they said her occupation was what tank mechanic, tank like mechanic. she was. Yeah, when she was in the guard or whatever. She was in the guard or the army, some kind of armed forces, whatever. Like, thank you for your service, Amber. But I'm not. I'm not. You know, I'm not that, that not in question. <laughs> that's not in question. But like post that, what have you done? Well, you're a bartender, you and that's fine. Yeah. Um, I can't even bartend. So I mean, like you're above me. So did you way. figure out? Did you figure out what her kind of game was before the reveal? Because. It just said, you know, okay, Amber, tank mechanic, whatever. And then after the Mexico re- resort vacation, mm-hmm. we we make another leap where we follow these people back to their quote-unquote so, real lives. Yeah, quote-unquote real-life domestic lives, which is still a very controlled environment, but whatever, for They're a week. They're all in the same apartment complex with the same, the same- apartment. Basically, uh, apartment complex somewhere in Atlanta, I think mm-hmm. it is. But anyway, and then it's it's sort of you get some some rev- some revelations about their personal lives and and just where they are in their lives currently. And she's like, well, you know, don't really have anything to call my own. I don't exactly own my own place. And I'm like, what? So you have an apartment? Who cares? Um. But I then think she's like, she was literally I, living with her friends. Like, yeah, that's sort of what surfing. It, that's sort of what it seemed like without them stating it outright. And then she's like, "I don't exactly have a job." And you're like, "Okay, here we go." <laughs> and she's like, "And, and I have this seven hundred dollar credit card debt and makeup." Right. So she she has a credit card with a seven hundred dollar limit, which is nothing. Um, and she spends a lot of money on makeup, which, okay, admittedly is expensive, expensive. but she basically has no credit or bad credit if she does. Um, and by the way, I have this 20 grand student loan, which Which, I have. What millennial doesn't. So, I mean, that's sure. But you definitely have bad credit. Right. (laughs) Answering that question. And he's just, you can sort of see him kind of sinking. Yes. He's like, ah, that's it. Because he's like, I mean, he's like, I'm not rich, but I'm definitely taking care of myself and have a good job and don't have all these debts and Mm -hmm. probably do have good credit. I'm 27 and I'm kind of getting to that point where I realize these things are important. And she's just definitely not. And it's like, oh, so she's totally in this to find a husband and yes. to find basically a, a new support system, yes, which I'm not knocking people for at all. I'm kind of not either. Like, I don't, I don't hate on Amber. Like, no, I, I, I'm she not. She was always real, real. 
You know, mm-hmm. she is just herself. But it's one of those. It was just interesting the way that it was like halfway through the show, all this stuff starts coming out, yeah. right? Yeah. And, and I mean, but there it's are embarrassing. It's that sort of thing that I can't blame her for no? saying for not saying up until this point. Like, mm-hmm. look, I'm white trash. You know what I'm saying? Like, look. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I have bills. I don't really have a place. Like it's hard to say that shit. I can't imagine it is yeah. saying that. So it, it's not. I can't blame her. Like I really can't at all. On the one hand, I find it a little bit hard to believe that it only came out like during then. that. Yeah. Like I mean, they yeah. had spent some time together, but still. This all moved very quickly. Very. So, well, I, I could think see that she certainly. knew that once she, um, once she had laid that pussy down on him, that yeah. um, she would have him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. True. I feel like she worked really hard in that area. Um, she did. She, she got the ring. She got the know, D. You know, she got the D, and she she made sure that shit was tight. I'm mm-hmm. just saying. And very true. Um. It's, it's not the type of, of thing you want to it's the broach, magic, you know? Yeah, on a on a vacation. Right. Like, like it, it's sort of like they did their honeymoons first, you know? They did. They did. With this Mexico thing. And it's right. like, are you really gonna bring up all this shit while you're in paradise? Um, no, probably not. You're just trying to lay that pussy down. Right. So and, and get him hooked that way. I can't mm-hmm. blame that can't blame her for that i really can't either i just i i thought it was so I, again this is all going back to i guess my question was did you sort of clue into all that before she dropped the bomb or were you sort of like no no yeah i thought it was pretty obvious that okay she, I, I didn't i didn't necessarily i kind of thought um this is the, like she's kind of going for this um because they presented her as, uh, again, tank mechanic. Um, I'm not someone who's taken seriously because of my gender, but you know, I'm this kind of hardcore blue collar worker type person. And then for it to come out that she really didn't have a job or certainly not a steady job, I was like, oh, uh, okay, like. I could see it once it came out, but I was sort of like, this is not how she was initially presented. Mm-hmm. So it was a bit of a, a mind fuck for me a little bit. Interesting. Um, okay. So where are you at on Damon? <laughs> Damien? <laughs> Damien. Damien. Yeah. And Jenina? 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 I don't know how to say her name. Oh. Uh, Wow. Um, Another odd pairing in that she proposed to him in the pods. Well, he did propose to her first, and then she turned the table on him. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he was all in anyway, but she was sort of like, "Uh uh-uh, I'm sort of wearing the pants here. Uh, Which, okay, fine, fair enough. They were, they definitely were a bizarre pairing where I was just sort of like, why are they going for each other? Yeah. um, Before they met. Yeah. During the um, first physical meeting, I thought that they might have a disconnect, but Mm -hmm. they seemed all into it. 
Mm-hmm. I thought she was highly gorgeous. Like I think she is. Like, oh, she got to go on. I mean, she is. She's a model. Like she's a supermodel, mm-hmm. and um, and I don't normally go for blondes, but um, I I just thought she was fantastic, and yeah. I really liked her. Like she was. I identified with her and her moodiness and her um, cattiness her pettiness uh, but also okay. she was also very sincere you know she i felt was. like she, she had was, a yeah. real sweet spirit to her um beyond sort of like when she would get hurt and she would say things that she didn't mean and i i identify with that and i thought yeah i i can see what you're saying i thought that both of them were very sincere, but sort of in different directions. Yeah, they they didn't know what to do with this connection that they had because I I did buy into the emotional connection. connection. Yeah, the emotional yeah. connection, the only one that matters. And well, then, although they, you know, they had a physical connection they too. Did. They were they were one of the couples, and this is something we should probably talk about. Like, not all the couples fucked mm. when they after they met and had their little Mexico resort vacation, but. These two were definitely fucking like the first night. Oh, so. yeah. I mean, she said like however many days it had been since she last got fucked. Yeah, she had it. She had a tally. Yeah, she, he wasn't gonna counter. do it, and then she was like, "Look, we're gonna do it." <laughs> He's like, "All right, cool." <laughs> Look, he was all in, but yeah, he was. And like, then apparently really. that first night was like mind-boggling because they were just like <laughs> laser focused on each other yeah. after that first night, and I was like, "Well, shit." Yeah, so they fucked the first night. Uh, Barnett and Amber fucked the first night. Mm-hmm. Um, Amber, Jessica and Mark did not. Jessica uh, and Mark did not know. And and we'll keep we we will keep monitoring <laughs> this situation. I but feel like uh, Lauren and Cameron did. Lauren and Cam- yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, I forgot about Lauren and Cameron already, which they're easy to do. Um, and Kelly no and Kenny, who we haven't even mentioned yet, because they're the most boring of the couples. Right. Um, they did they not did have not sex, think. and they did never have sex. So, like, they were not getting married. Sorry right. about it. So, it's sort of a predictor here. The couples that didn't fuck, and notably didn't, didn't fuck the first married. night, yeah. <laughs> didn't stick it out. Um, now, I will say that Damien and Janinia, whatever... <laughs> We say that, um, even though they fucked the first night, they're they made it to the wedding day, but mm. wow, was there some drama with that? Um, I was the most shocked, probably second most shocked, really, by this mm-hmm. uh, because what they do is once they get you past the meeting each other's families, um episodes, and you're living together in that little apartment episodes, and they. Mm-hmm. Literally, you're planning your wedding, and they're f- yeah. filming your wedding. And then, yeah, the way that you determine if you're gonna marry this person is you say it in the like on the altar in front of everybody. That's exactly. the big reveal. And so, when it came to their wedding, everybody was there. You had met both their families, well, her family, and. Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes down to it, the, the pastors like, do you, and yep. Damien, 
Shockingly, is the one who says, I cannot. And I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And so I was so thrown by that because it it, it felt like it came out of nowhere. I mean, they had had their problems. They had the little spat on on the sailboat, yacht, whatever it was, which was actually sort of interesting and in just how it was like a, a grown-up argument, right? Where she had said something to the effect of, oh, I never want to leave this place. And he's like, yeah, um, I'm disappointed about having to go back to reality. And she sort of presses him on it. What do you mean by that? And it just sort of illustrated how they are two rather different people. And they don't know that much about each other. And they don't know that much about each other. Kel Sapri, right? right. Um, and so they had this weird disagreement, and they kind of worked it out. And you're like, okay, this seems like a mature thing to do here. And, you know, we see more of them, and they seem basically into each other and getting through it, get to their wedding day, and he's the one to say, no, I can't marry you. Yeah, and she flips the fuck out. Like, yeah. <laughs> runs away, you know, the camera's following her. In her wedding her, dress. <laughs> yes, her mama follows her, and they all have a good cry, and then she confronts him, which I think is great. Like, I really mm-hmm. love the confrontation scene, because she's I like, did too. what the fucking fuck? She's looking at him like, I was going to say, yes, you goddamn asshole. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> like, how could you do this to me? This how is could you do so it? hurtful and embarrassing at that. It was. I can't imagine it. It was so awful. Uh, it was, it was the roughest one to watch. Yeah. And I guess it kind of came out on the reunion episode that it his rationale was he felt like he was doing her her a favor is, is sort of the way I read it. Like he didn't think that she really wanted to go through with it, but maybe she was going to anyway. And so he was going to spare her that. Right. I think he was and I'm really like, wrapped what? up in his family's opinion of maybe. her. Because mm-hmm. there was that issue that they had, and uh, and we saw a lot of the couples meet each other's families, yeah. at least on one side. And with them, he met her family, but she did not meet his family. Like they, mm-hmm. they, they canceled their meeting, and that tells you something, yeah. yeah. And so I felt like he let that influence him a lot. Like his, I think so. His family's idea of her, and like it she just says, sort of... as she's putting on uh, a mascara in the room, in the mirror in the car, um, after the family's just canceled, and she's like pissed off, and she's like, "I'm about to apply 800 coats of mascara to my perfect eyelashes already," <laughs> and she's like, "They just think of some horror from some reality show." I'm like, "Oh my god." Oh, honey. It's just, I couldn't believe just the way that he tried to spin it on that reunion show where it was, and the, and the fact that like, they're apparently in a relationship now. Yeah, they're together. They're just not married. They're just not married, which cool, but why? I mean, it just, 
it's mind boggling that she she would I, hang on to that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, I get I, I him know. wanting to hang on to her because she's amazing. But yeah, he's not going to be able to do better. Are you kidding? Fuck no. He's addicted so, to that shit, but mm-hmm. um, but she's got options. Yeah, <laughs> and so and I mean they were very close together in age too. I mean, mm-hmm. um, he was twenty seven. She's twenty five. I mean they're kind of at the same place in life. Um, they have sort of interesting backgrounds. She was originally from Venezuela. Mm-hmm. He's from Germany, mm-hmm. and it's sort of like. I feel like I don't they know. had similar backgrounds. You know, hello, phone. Um, I feel like they had similar backgrounds. And, like, um, I feel like he came from a will-off family, and she came mm-hmm. from a will-off family. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. Maybe there's still a future for them. Uh, I think but so. I, I, I don't totally get that one, I, I have to say. <laughs> um, but, of course, I didn't really get the initial attraction either just again she's so gorgeous and and that's the other thing that we should probably touch on at least is just the casting of this show is like um they didn't really stretch themselves in terms of diversity of physical appearance right so you feel like they should have a bunch of uggos in there (laughs) okay i may have said that off the record i'm just saying that i I may have said really never thought of it that way you never did once you said it i'm like that's i can't believe you did that was the first thing i thought you didn't think it at all i didn't no i don't know why i just got caught up in the whole experiment and Oh, no. I, I thought that was going to be the whole appeal of the show, is but there's like, going to be, like... That's way more genius. <laughs> like, your well, way is, like, obviously the more important way to do it. Oh, no. I just thought that... Okay, so, of all the people that we saw, which, even though we didn't follow every single contestant that was apparently involved in this thing, it seemed to me that there weren't anyone that... I would say worse than a TV five, right? Oh, um, definitely no. I mean, they were, they all had, you know, they were all fairly attractive. We didn't even talk about Carlton and Diamond, but I mean, we can get to them, I guess. <sighs> yeah. Well, we definitely, cause need I to have them. like a whole thing with you about that. I so. do too. Um, God. Anyway, I, I'm just saying like, I, I didn't think they dove that deep in terms of, finding people who perhaps would not be considered conventionally the most attractive. Um, yeah, I think they, they should have done need, like regular looking people in that show and maybe like truly ugly people that have great personalities or who have terrible personalities. Come on, <laughs> really mix it up. Like you're, you're ugly through and through. Let's, I mean, and these see who are, you can get, you know, to say yes to a proposal. I, I think that would have been because the idea. appeal to me of this show was was the reveals. Like I wanted yeah. to see, like when these reveals happen, they probably wouldn't say it, but just you could read the expressions in the moment. And for the most part, everybody was cool with their reveals. Mm-hmm. I wanted to see like the oh my god, <laughs> like they just sinks into themselves. Like I have just made. 
I hit it off with this person. I had a, a a genuine emotional connection, and now I am thinking I have made the worst mistake of my well, life. You sort of got that with Jessica, I think, in that reveal. You sort of did. Sort of you did, sort of because Jessica was just off the mark with because yeah, Jessica had uh, what she thought about Mark. because like Mark is not a bad looking dude. He's really not, but just but, not her type. You know? Definitely didn't do it for her, and she spent so much time on the. Oh, I don't understand why we're just not connecting, and everything is there for me except the the, the physical, physical aspect. I, I can't put it together. I'm like, bitch, you're not attracted to him. It's not <laughs> rocket science. What the fuck are you talking about? Like she's just over analyzing and getting in her feelings, getting in her head, and it's just. But that is also the, kind of the point of the experiment. You know, it's yeah. to see, can she overcome that? And, but sadly, she's just way too shallow. She cannot. <laughs> she definitely couldn't. Um, all right. So you mentioned. The uh, most train wreck of all of the The couples. worst d- disaster, so which bad. was Chandler, uh, nope. or excuse me. Carlton. <laughs> Not Chandler, Carlton. <laughs> Who is Chandler? Um, <laughs> Carlton and Diamond. Uh, wow. So, yeah. Um, according to Vanessa Lachey, they got a lot of keyboard warriors. Which, <laughs> shut up! Like, shut the. F- I, I just if some it's nerd so, told her that, and she yeah. If it's know. so beneath you to even engage with this kind of mm-hmm. criticism, then don't even mention mm-hmm. it. Shut the fuck up, right? I mean. <laughs> Like she was on the fucking internet, like monitoring oh, yeah. this. You're on Twitter going, "Oh my uh, god!" You know, black Twitter is up in arms oh over this god. relation. It, just shut up. <laughs> um, just goes to that earlier point of why do we have hosts for this thing? But yeah, ugh. All they did was like say the exact same thing every time they were on screens, like mm-hmm. recapping you on what the experiment is. Like, bitch, I already know that. Like, why are you here? <laughs> yes, you're Fuck. not. Um, all right. So I guess what it comes down to is Carlton uh, has had same-sex relationships in his past. Uh, and he did not disclose this to Diamond, mm-hmm. who he hit it off with. Mm-hmm. Uh, until he proposed to her. And, well, after he proposed. Yeah, until after he proposed to her, I, I, I should clarify. And while they're at the resort, actually mm-hmm. <laughs> sitting poolside, he's like, hey, by the way. And uh, she doesn't react uh, very positively <laughs> to no. this revelation. No. And I'm of two minds here, and I, I know you've got a lot of feelings, but I'll just... I'll start off by saying that, um, personally, I mean, I don't think that's a big deal at all. Right. However, however, he obviously considered it a big, big enough deal that he wasn't willing to reveal that before proposing mm-hmm. to her, mm-hmm. but thought it was very important that she needs to know. So I, I kind of felt like... He sort of trapped her. You know what I mean? Oh, for sure he trapped her. And I think that her reaction was sort of 
like she would have been okay with it and she was more emphasizing the principle of why didn't you tell me this before why are you springing this on me now and if if it's truly like i am your one and only then why the fuck are you even telling me this right i felt so bad for her because yeah he he went about it in such a wrong way Mm -hmm. um he should have told her up front yeah or not at all if it truly wasn't important and it was so important to him it was it was was so obvious very important to him so if it was the type of thing that wasn't going to affect their relationship wasn't going to affect their marriage then you know what leave it in your past never mention it fine you know fuck it he needed needed to know her reaction is what he he clearly needed. needed her to know and the fact that he needed her to know kind of suggests to you that maybe he's not as comfortable and hasn't made peace with this to the extent that he wants you to think that he has. Yeah. And that's how I felt about it. He, um, he turned it around on her. He did. Yeah. To the point where nothing that she said was going to make it okay. Like he, he automatically, um, like revealed that he had hidden this from her and then judged her reaction to that. Yeah. Immediately. Yep. Immediately. And Got then attacked her for defenses. It. Yep. Um, and- his defenses were all the way up and <laughs> there was nothing that she could have said that would have gotten through to nope. him. Like nope. if she had been 100% supportive, which would have been a stretch because I know she felt like lied to like, mm-hmm. um, and there was just no right way for her to respond. And so she just, oh. <laughs> they just attacked each other. <laughs> like they, it in was a, a very nasty way. Oh my God. What, what an explosive oh great my God. scene though. Like, God, that it was pool. Hurtful. It was rough to watch, but it was sort of like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can, this feels real. Yeah. This feels for for a reality show that really leans into the drama and you know these things get criticized for their manufactured drama this was one that the way it played out was like yup yeah it was the most realistic reaction i think because i really think she would have been there for him if he had if he had done it a different way like she wanted to be in that with him um, but he wasn't it, the way, even the way he was treating her that first night before he even told her, like it was—he was being so weird, it right? Was so off, mm-hmm. and, and even she was like, "I'm not dealing with you right now. Like, you, <laughs> you, this is a weird energy you're giving me right here." This is, yeah, this is different. <laughs> yeah, and I, I really feel like he, he has an orientation that he has not accepted yet. And, yeah, it, and that's where the, you know, the keyboard twitter warriors comes in and i'm just i look at it as um there there's an intersectionality here and i'm not trying to go too deep because in this particular situation i don't think it is that deep honestly um that's pretty obvious 
you know, he's had same-sex relationships. He disclosed that whether he identifies as bisexual or not. I don't know, and I don't know that it particularly matters. What matters is what does he want from life right now, and seems like he wants to be married. But the fact that he has had this past and he feels the need very strongly to disclose that sort of suggests he hasn't really worked through these issues yet. And he probably needs to. And by these issues, I don't mean just the fact that he is perhaps bisexual, um, but he's also a black man and, I don't have any experience being a black person. Um, I do have a lot of experience being uh, a gay person. Mm. (laughs) Um, And just within the the spectrum of the LGBT community, I know that there are a lot of complications when you introduce race into that equation as well. Mm. And I am not in a position to judge him at all because these things are different when they become more complicated in that way. And uh, so I'm not saying I want to totally give him a pass, but I kind of get that, yeah, this is going to be a lot more difficult for him than it would be for, like, a white dude, right? Um, But... At the end of the day, I kind of think he needs more therapy than he needs Mm. um, to be rushed into a marriage on a reality show. And and honestly, I think that the reunion special that they did kind of helped redeem him a lot. uh, Where he acknowledged, yeah, this was something that was ultimately kind of a bigger deal than... I thought it was, and I realize that now, and I treated Diamond pretty poorly and uh, feel bad about that. And I have done some work, uh, you know, really emphasize some self-care and learn some things about myself. And, uh, you know, she kind of helped me. This was a a learning experience for me, but I I feel badly about how things ended with us. And it seemed like they had come to an understanding and were in a better place, like that had kind of happened between Mm -hmm. just the dissolution of their relationship and whenever the, the reunion was filmed. Um. And it got pretty real with them. And uh, I, I kind of appreciated getting some sense of closure there. Like, they, they they actually did a good job with that, I thought, for just a bullshit reality show. Yeah, I, I'm not going to disagree. I, I know that he did feel bad. I know she felt bad about mm-hmm. the things that she said to him and probably the way that she reacted, but... The way they went about it was so awkward and weird. Um, yeah. With their reconciliation. Well, um, yeah, they did the thing with the ring and like, like he proposed friendship, and I'm just like, no, 
like <laughs> yeah that water, that sort no. of he got felt like a thing for the and like put yeah. her through that weird and it's like mm, mm, i don't mm-hmm. even know like everything that y'all had said up to that point worked like y'all mm-hmm. just should have just left it there and then you did this one weird extra thing yeah you're right that that was pretty performative where yeah. they went in sort of that direction and even uh, like nick and vanessa lachey were just like <laughs> what <laughs> well there it, it was sort of like okay so is that the same ring which you yeah shot yeah into the yeah somewhere? i think somebody made that joke you know uh, uh, uh wow how do you get the ring back you yeah. know so and you know it, uh. um quickly <sighs> the other couple that we haven't talked about is kelly and kenny the one yeah, that did not have sex in Mexico. They did have. They did seem to have a pretty strong connection, and um, I thought her excuses for not having sex were pretty weak. Um, pretty lame. Yeah, uh, he was pretty cute. Not gonna lie, he, did, um, he was. Yeah, I I thought of the guys. Um, I would have done him. I yeah, mean, <laughs> like he he had a real southern like nature to him um mm-hmm. and very attractive and, and just as attentive as cameron i think to lauren yeah um very sincere and sweet guy she has some issues i don't know i i don't normally like i don't necessarily like hate her the way i that i hated jessica mm-hmm. but she just definitely overthought everything. And yep. especially when their parents met each other, both of their sets of parents had very quick like meetings and engagements and weddings. Yep. So of all the parents of all of these experiments, these parents would be the most understanding and they met each other and they all seemed to like really get along. Mm-hmm. And I really like bought into their family dynamic and then she said no at the altar i'm like bitch what is your deal i mean yeah i i think we would have disliked her as much if not more than jessica if we had seen as much of her i think so too we didn't spend as much time with her and the thing with Jessica, is, if you follow the narrative of the show, Jessica is sort of the main character of she's of the, the women. She's the main heel, hundred percent. She's she's the main heel of of the women, sort of by default. Mm-hmm. Like Amber thinks she's the main character, right. but no, the show will not get on board with mm-hmm. that. Like Amber pushes the power couple thing really hard with Barnett, but it just you know mm-hmm. it's kind of not going to happen. So we're sort of left with jessica but i guess that could have just as easily been kelly but the show just doesn't really she, follow their arc as, as kelly's much. not quite the train wreck that jessica is so exactly. it's a little bit yeah. less interesting to follow her yeah but, she she didn't have a an early love triangle that turns mm-hmm, into mm-hmm. a train wreck situation she was just the the lone holdout on the pussy like that's not interesting sorry like no no perhaps if you would have fucked this guy you would have fallen in love with him because that was her perhaps yeah like 
that she loved him, but she wasn't in love with him. Like, yeah, what's your deal? Like, perhaps uh, if you would have let him like lay down the D a little bit, then you could have mm-hmm. felt that. But and the thing is, like their interactions, they're to look at them in public. They right. they, they seemed, seemed like they were fucking, they but did. yeah, but no. in private in, in conversations that she had with Jessica, she's like, no, it hasn't happened for us yet. So you're like, really? She was actively denying it, though. You know, mm-hmm. she was actively like, I don't want to go there with yep. you. I'm like. Why? Why? <laughs> what are you in this for? What is your problem? <sighs> uh, all right. So th- those are all of our couples, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what do you want from the show? Assuming they, and I'm sure they will, do a second season. I kind of want the exact same thing. You know what I mean? Really? Like, I love this format so much. I love how just goddamn crazy it was and just so into itself. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. the one thing you can say about all of these people is that they all bought into the concept. Oh, God. And they yeah. were all committed to this idea of what they were doing, which is hard. It's really hard. Like, I know they all had real emotions. Like, I, I don't feel like they're actors. Like, I do feel like this truly impacted them on some mm-hmm. levels. Yeah. And I like that. You know, I don't want to feel like they're all just like some reality TV sluts. You know? <laughs> just... Like, I did feel like a lot of them were really hoping that this would really work out for them. Yeah. And that was the hook of the show for me. Um, and, and the way that they formatted it out over those three weeks to, like, keep you hanging on, I think it was genius. Um, yeah. I, I, I'm just endlessly fascinated. I could, We've talked for, like, a solid probably hour or more about this and i could just go on and on because i will just never get tired of it and i i I need more of that i will say i will say this i i get that the gimmick of you don't see this person right and and you're going to be proposed to by somebody you've never actually laid eyes on that's a little thin to sustain for 10 or more whole episodes. And they but build on it, so that's they, good. They do. I just, I feel like it did turn into a little bit of a just generic dating reality show by that, like, fourth episode where we'd gotten all the proposals and everybody had met. Now we're following them in Mexico, and then we follow them to their daily lives. I just, I don't know, I... The thing of it is, when somebody actually proposes, which, like I said, we race <laughs> through these mm-hmm. relationships and these proposals, and I get why, but it's more so not, will you marry me, as it is, will you meet me, is what they're really saying, mm-hmm. right? Because, mm-hmm. I mean, there's nothing obligating you to, you have to marry this person. You're going to meet the yes, you've been proposed to, okay, you've given them a a verbal commitment. But honestly, at first sight, you could be like, 
Oh mm. God, no! I am all out on this. <laughs> you know what I mean? We so, all kind of hoped for that, but then, like you said, everybody was still yeah. pretty hot looking, so we'd never got that chance. And, and I would say that would be my tweet mm-hmm. for the next season. That's what you got to do is yeah. to make some truly horrible, hideous, ugly ass people. <laughs> okay. Convent uh, unconventionally attractive is is how sure, we sure sure yeah um it, I mean and again you can't obligate these it's not a wrestling match where right. if, if you have to marry someone right. or if your proxy loses you have to marry someone um I I know it doesn't work that way but it just it did felt a little bit flimsy the whole oh will you marry me yes and then you know, a whole five days in, then you meet and it's like, no, I'm probably not. It just, it seems very calculated because I asked myself going into this, what type of person even signs up for this sort of reality show? And I was like, well, actually the type of person who, who goes into this is one who basically wants to increase their clout to get some kind of notoriety or, perhaps social media presence or celebrity, whatever it is, because let's face it, your worst case scenario is you meet somebody, you get proposed to, and then you don't go through with it. You don't get married, right? So what? That's still good drama, you know, for a reality show. It it still gives them a lot of fodder, a lot to work with. And your best case scenario is, you really do hit it off with this person and you meet them and you think they're super hot and then you have great sex and then you do get married. And it's like, it's sort of a no lose situation for these contestants. See, that's what I think happened with Lauren and Cameron, oh, yeah. is that Best she case unexpectedly fell into it and mm-hmm. she's a content creator. So it's sort of the perfect storm for her because yep. she has all this exposure uh, all this reach all of a sudden to create content for whatever that means. <laughs> whatever that means. Yeah. Cam her, girl, her, maybe her, perhaps. Camming. I don't know. I'm not mm-hmm. subscribed to her. Her OnlyFans account. Yes. Yep. And, uh, and then also as a bonus, this guy's like cute and smart and has yeah. a cute house and is super into her and probably has a big white, do- white boy dick. So yeah, the dick is good. And, yep. and I just like, She's like, well, what the fuck? <laughs> and and you, at the opposite end of that spectrum, you have Jessica, who's probably the worst case scenario. Oh, for sure. Who went into this. But still, let's face it, as I said, main character of the women, basically, narratively speaking, mm-hmm. uh, who probably... I don't, I don't know how much credit I want to give her. Again, this goes back to, I don't know if she's the smartest dumb person or dumbest smart person. Mm-hmm how self-aware she is but i'm just saying if i'm jessica in this situation i'm gonna figure out how to choose my spots right where okay mark has proposed to me i met mark and i'm totally not into him the physical aspect take a drink is not there um so we're not gonna fuck but I'm going to make sure that we make it to this uh, Mexico resort vacation right. before before I break things off, right, and tell him I'm not going to wear your ring, mm-hmm. except I'm now going to put your ring back on. Now, when we go back home, 
I still have no intentions of marrying you. But, but I I'm will gonna, fuck you now. But uh, yeah, but I will fuck you now, I guess, maybe. Um, and now we're going to get to almost our wedding day. And then I'm going to make it clear that, I, that I'm not going to marry you. So I'm still going to have this this very long-term arc throughout every episode of the series, make sure I get my name and my face out there, uh, but not make any horrible, disastrous, permanent life choices. You know what I mean? Like, it's a very yeah. cynical read yeah. of the show, and I don't know if that's really describing her, but... It is, but... It would probably describe me, <laughs> like, if I was going into... Like, that's probably what I would do, you know what I mean? Like, that that would be my attitude if, if I didn't feel like I met my one true and only at that at that reveal. I'd be like, well, let me just string this shit out, <laughs> you know? But it's like, why would you garner someone... all that bad energy, though? Like, just for <laughs> the sake weeks. of it. Like, it's four weeks, you can... she was just so awful so awful yeah but i mean if you want that clout if you want that that clout that notoriety that's what you do even at the end even at their wedding which was suspect because it was a different venue from the Mm. other weddings and it looked completely different and none of her family was there and all of his family was there Mm-hmm. And I'm like, but they did something during the video package, like before the wedding. And I thought she was going to do a, a face turn. I really hmm. did. And I'm like, maybe they've just done this to me. And then she'll turn around and do the right thing. And then she turned around to the exact wrong thing. And yep. I'm like, fuck, I bit so hard on that. Ugh. I just, um,. Yeah, I, I question how calculated a lot of this stuff was. I and like was I am just so in was. favor of, of making it harder for these contestants who I just have no faith in because I have no faith in humanity, period, to play by the rules and to go into these things in good faith. I mean, why would you? It's a trashy reality show. But you know what I mean? Just up that difficulty level just a little bit. To where it, it really tests you. Like, if you're a shitty person, how committed are you to really being a shit trash person? And if you're a good person, then let's really put the screws to you. Like, you hit it off with somebody, but they are, again, not the most conventionally attractive. Mm-hmm. So, is love truly blind? I don't think we, I don't think we successfully answered that question. I don't think we proved the hypothesis or disproved it one way or another what do you think well um when they posed the question at the end of the reunion episode everybody raised their hand that love is blind and i'm just like liars i I don't think it can be i don't think they tested them the idea was there Mm mm-hmm but they just need more ugly people. Well, so it comes down to that's what that's the real test. That would solve it all really of my would. issues that I've that I've brought up. Really, right. that would really, and, and and I mean, you have to do it. You have to do. You have to repeat the experiment. Mm-hmm. We have to go through a few rounds of this. I mean, it it won't be definitively proved, 
proven after the uh, just another season where they make that course correction. I mean, we need to make that course correction and then repeat it over and over again. Many simulations mm-hmm. is what I want to see. So, yeah, uh, I'm all for bring it on. We, we need to do this again. Yeah, uh, yeah, I definitely need another episode of this. Oh, God. Wow. This has been amazing for me because I have been in this world for a while now and not mm-hmm. a ton of people to talk to about it. Um, slowly, I am um, influencing my friends to watch this. Successfully. Very yes. successfully. I wasn't planning on entering this world, but I was like, you know, Saturday night, still early. What else am I doing? You know, Jenny, Jenny keeps talking friend, about this fucking show. She's talking about this. I'm ha- I'm having a little bit of FOMO here. FOMO, yep. So I throw on the first one. What have I got to lose? Mm-hmm. And it just, just grabbed it's such a, such a breakneck pace. Again, we just burn through these these relationships, these proposals, and you're like, again, how are there nine more episodes of this fucking? Show? <laughs> Awesome. But um wow, what what a first outing and I think they did this on purpose, honestly. I, I, I think they knew going in, like, we've got too many people where we haven't really challenged anybody in terms of looks or physical attraction. We we're gonna keep that trick up our sleeve. We're we'll do that in our second season, third God, season. I hope so. Oh yeah. I, I, I need like amputees on there. Um, <laughs> I need like legit like Oh my god. Scarring and like scarring. Like one eyed uh pirates and Well you said it, not me. Clearly I am so outraged by this suggestion clearly that you are. I can clearly. see that. <laughs> As I said, unconventionally, non-conventionally attractive individuals. I just want to see like this gorgeous girl, and mm-hmm. then they go to the reveal, or even just fat people. Come on, like, <laughs> it's just this we're the fat people. Busted all fatness. I'm whatever with you know. I just think, like the real ugly is the harder part. Yeah. I want I want unconventional attractive get rid of, you know. It, in terms of okay, you you mentioned um amputees, <laughs> uh, burn victims, burn. Yes, uh, yes. fat people, which hello, I am one. I'm you know, don't come I at don't me. I'll include fat people in this at all. I'm going to include fat people because okay. I mean it's a, this you want this to be a, a reflection of society's norms and values, right? Mm-hmm. And if you're going to try to answer this question of is love blind? Well, first of all, me personally, I would say no, certainly it's not. <laughs> it's, it's not. I mean, it's a reality. I'm sorry, but it's like, can you meet your your soulmate without ever seeing them? And I'm like, no such thing as a soulmate. I mean, the reality is, there are multiple different people <laughs> you're compatible with, and the odds of you meeting someone that you're compatible with, if you're a 
reasonably conventionally attractive person are pretty strong, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So I, I think, like I said, you need to up that difficulty level is all. I agree with that. Although I do have some sort of belief in soulmates. Um, Perhaps we have multiple different soulmates. Potential. Yeah, yeah. I could see that. Because you're not always the same person, you know. This is a very good point. your life, like, your soulmate Mm -hmm. at one point might not be your soulmate at the next point. And that's why I like the cross-section of ages, too. That's Mm -hmm. something I want to see them continue, where you have people from their early 20s to their late 30s, or, God, even older, potentially. Can you imagine somebody, like, in their 60s on this show? I would kind of love that. I would, too. We need to do this, also. We need to... (laughs) Increase the span of ages. Yes. Holy shit. That's. Uh, they and, need to have like I a feel super, like they might like at be least one in that direction. Yeah, you know, have like, at least one super old man and super old woman, and yeah, see, if they, see if they hook up. See if they do. Yeah. And like they probably do, but you never know. <laughs> you never know. Like yeah, sure and not, I'm thinking sure it's that, not obvious. Like they don't have like a. <laughs> Well, I've lived a long life. Like they don't have one of those warbly old person voices. You know what I mean? Like I'm being very just, but whatever. You Uh, know, whatever. Um, but I feel like maybe that's what we're building to. Like this is the safe season. This is the the safe season. Yeah, where they like test out what they want to do, and then (laughs) they're just like, okay, next step. This. This is what people want to see. Establish the concept, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Change the variables next time. Well, I hope we get another season very soon because that's the way these reality shows typically work. They're so cheap that you can can do multiple seasons a year, right? Mm, I would think so. So, come on, Netflix. Get to it. And this was filmed like two years ago. So, they should have something by now. Ready to go, yeah. Hmm. There's number one. I mean, they, now all of a sudden we see these rankings on Netflix, right? Mm-hmm. So this is like the number one watched show for whatever, however many weeks. We know this. And As it should be. It's a success. And I, I have to say, I really approve of Netflix leaning fully into this trash shitfuck <laughs> programming. Just... I was kind of worried about Netflix because they're well, losing. I you talked some shit about Netflix. I have talked some shit about Netflix. You're right. I I was worried because I knew they were losing all the Disney stuff, all the Marvel stuff when Disney Plus launched. It's like, okay, well, there goes that deal. Uh, not renewing any of the Marvel original shows that they had produced. Uh, all the NBC, Universal, whatever, like The Office and mm. Friends, that's going to Peacock. And it's, what are we really left with here on Netflix? It's just the shitty Walmart of streaming services, you know? How dare you, sir? Um, well, it's, it's just one of those Stranger things. things. That, um, yeah, but that's so irregular. It's just, it's just so, you can't build a whole streaming empire on Stranger Things every year and a half. Yeah, I mean, Orange and the New Black wrapped up. That's gone. 
uh, House of Cards, that's gone. Um, it was just sort of a dearth of programming, and I was just, Netflix, similar to Walmart. It's it's the type of thing that, yeah, you have it, you use it, it's convenient, it's there, um, it's cheap. Uh, you can perhaps get some ass, uh, but you're not that enthusiastic about it. You know what I mean? And, and now they're kind of, you have these CM Punk movies that, um, these great directed to video. It really just brings you down. CM Punk. Yes. Which reminds me of, uh, the, the, uh, mid two thousands when, Again, once again, there's nothing to watch on streaming, but uh, you have Strangeland and you have uh, Jizz House mm. with CM Punk. So CUM Punk. CUM Punk. <laughs> Take, going back to their roots a little bit, Netflix. So I, I'm for it. I'm I'm actually I'm back in on Netflix. I'm not going to. I'm excited about that. Not going to cancel them after all, but but they need to continue in this direction. This pivot they've made towards just pure trash. <laughs> More there's, of this. There's still some jewels in there, I would say. Um, I watched this movie that I adore. It's called Evolution. I don't know if you've ever seen it. It has mm-hmm. David Duchovny and um. Oh, that's an older movie, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's an older movie. Oh, and, I know that movie. That's awesome, yeah. Yeah, I fucking love it. It's like sort of like sort of um sci-fi. It has mm-hmm. terrible graphics. Yep. Um and CGI in it, but it's just uh so much fun to watch. Wasn't that um Orlando God. Jones is in it and then Stifler is in it from um Oh wow. Yeah. yeah. The, yeah, American Pie movie. It's from like 1999 or yeah. 2000. Yeah, this is a real weird, like, strange little movie, but it's really fun. And that's streaming right now, huh? It is. I watched it the other night. I am kind of due for a rewatch. I I have to say, Do so it. it's it's so much good. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. God, who um, oh, it's escaping me. Who did that? Was um. Ivan Reitman, wasn't it? Ghostbusters? Was it? I think so. Because that was a, yeah. Now I have to look that up. I'm hitting the, the Wikipedia machine now. Do it. Yep. Yeah. Ivan Reitman. Um, that movie's always been like a soft spot for me. And then I, I saw it was streaming. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. I remember it, uh, people kind of thinking of it as a spiritual successor to Ghostbusters in a lot of ways. And uh, I I can definitely see that for, you know, 2001. So I'm glad you pointed that out. I didn't know that was streaming. I I definitely want to watch that again. Do it. Okay. Wow. <sighs> oh, my God. God, what else? It's been a lot. Like, we we got through a lot, considering how we started Considering, yeah, how we started. My God. Yeah. Um, Before we go... There is something that um, we initially were going to do on our first episode, our previous episode. We started this sort of um, hodgepodge of topics. Um, I had come up with this idea of would you rather. I had come across this website 
And then also this other podcast that did it as one of their features. I thought it was a really good idea. Um, so the host would just ask each other, would you rather questions? And, mm-hmm. you know, it leads to a lot of conversation. I really liked it. And I thought that you and I might have quite a few things to say in a would you rather situation. <laughs> um, God, where are we going? <laughs> I know. Uh, so I have a couple here that we came up with last time. It's been on the list. And yeah. also from a website that had some interesting questions that I did enjoy. So we'll just like kind of quickly go through yeah. these. Um, would you rather? It's not a huge deal, but this is one. This of is the, one that we can. This is an evergreen topic. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's like something you can sort of always ask your friends. Yeah. You know, and it will always kind of spark a conversation if you're lacking for something. Um, May learn something. Yeah, and. So the, I'm going to start off hot. All right, hit me with one. Would you rather, and I believe there's a history with this question. I don't know the history of it. Maybe you can fill me in. Sure. Would you rather have a fully functional butthole in your forehead or tiny hands growing out of your chin? Okay, so a bit of context. This is one that I contributed when you... Yes. Pose the possibility of us doing this, just as a hypothetical. Um, and I, I will say that this question is a Jordan Duncan classic. Uh, I don't know if he even remembers posing it, but uh, on the old uh, Cruise World Order <laughs> blog that <laughs> we were a part of, um, I don't even know how it came up, but he had mentioned playing this very game uh, with friends and, and one of the questions being, uh, I like to throw out there, would you rather have a fully functional butthole in your forehead or tiny arms growing out of your chin? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, uh, it always stuck with me, uh, because I'm never too sure where to go with that one, how to answer. And, uh, you sort of want to pose follow-up questions, but, um, Without getting too deep, I, I, I would just say that I, I think I'll go with the the butthead and the and the I mean the butthole in the forehead, mm. um, only because I think that would be easier to conceal than tiny arms growing out of your chin. Now, would you I, conceal I think, it with a tiny diaper? Um, perhaps, mm. or, or just a hat. I I don't mm. know. I'm assuming you have as much control over the butthole in your forehead as you do your anus, right? So it's not just randomly shitting out of your forehead. I mean, unless you get a disease. like or that. Yeah, you get a disease. I mean, it's just as like bad as zero. anything else. Yeah, you get the coronavirus All and you're right, just... Yeah. Uh, but I'm also thinking that if you have the tiny hands, the tiny arms growing out of your chin, it's like... Begs the obvious question: Why well, can't you just get that removed? You know, yeah, like just shave them off. But I, I think that's an, an unfair uh, proposition. You know, it's it's not really in the spirit of answering the question. So I'm just thinking: if you do have them removed, they immediately grow back. Mm, right, so you're right. stuck. Like you're stuck with them for either way. You're stuck with these outcomes forever you can't really do anything about it okay that's that's 
the way I would frame the question. Well, when you put it in that light, I do have to change my answer because I was going to disagree with you and go with the okay. with the the chin arms, but no. Why? Because you could have them removed. Yeah, just yeah. Um, presuming you can't have them removed, you you change your answer. Yeah. So you're going because you like you said, there's a hat, and as long oh, as oh yeah. You, you weren't like shitting out of your I'm face. I'm also and... assuming you still have your regular butthole. Right, right, right. It's just like the one in your forehead is it's just an auxiliary. auxiliary. <laughs> so it's not, it's not, um. It's not your only, it's, it's not, not your primary. Only... Got, yeah. Yeah. Got, yeah. It's more so like just, I guess if it's needed. <laughs> <laughs> And also, if it doesn't look, if it acts involuntarily, I have no control over it. It's just shitting throughout the day. For that is such a nightmare. Give me, give me arm chin. You know, chin see, that's where my initial thought was. I like, mean, there's a lot of ways it would you just be like involuntary. And... It's involuntary. Yeah, okay, well, if it's involuntary, then chin arms all the way. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What a God! Just we need a lot of clarity and a lot of rules around that one. So, anyway, I, I'd like to see how our, our listeners would weigh in. All right, a couple more I've got here. Um, yep. Would you rather eat Sandra Lee's Kwanzaa cake or <laughs> watch a rock movie? Um, I think this is what I posed to you. All. It is. In a drunken night. Uh, pretty easy choice for me because it involves cake, even though it is wow. from Sandra Lee. Although that might be a positive because I've seen the way that she measures her ingredients. <laughs> um, so this might be a boozy Kwanzaa cake. And so cake. It's a dreadful looking cake. <laughs> you ever looked up this it, uh, it beats any rock movie ever made. All right, so you're eating Kwanzaa cake. For sure. Um, yeah, I mean, it is a I mean, cake is cake, but mm. uh, a rock movie, uh, you know, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. I can have fun with bad movies. Most of his movies are bad, so I would easily go rock movie over Kwanzaa cake. <laughs> Shocking. Yeah. All right, and this is this is going to be... Harder on you, I think. Okay, uh, this is well, harder on me, apparently. Would you rather fuck Alex Riley or Sammy Garza? <laughs> Get Garza. Garza. Uh, Guevara? Uh, Guevara. That's, her, that's his name. Uh, Alright, so... Once again, we, we need to clarify a little bit. You say Alex Riley. This is... So, Sammy Guevara is a professional wrestler mm-hmm. uh, for AEW, and uh, who I'm in a current relationship, a physical relationship with. Right, 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 right. Uh, my boyfriend, you see. Mm. Um, Alex Since Riley. Cody get that neck tap. Yeah, we're, we're done. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, we're exclusive, as a matter of fact, me and Sammy <laughs> Guevara. Uh 
Alex Riley, you might think, hearing the name, is also a professional wrestler. <laughs> and there is a professional wrestler by the name. He's also commentator of Alex Riley. It's not who we're referring to. Uh, there is also a um, uh, a sex worker by the name of um, <laughs> Alex Riley, whose work I am a fan of. Listen to PTB NXT. <laughs> And, uh, you know what, um, maybe you can, you can, uh, confirm or deny that I feel like they're not that dissimilar they're in not. appearance. Mm-mm. You have a type. I have a type, you know this. Um, I've always, God, am I really answering this question? Um, I've always felt like it would be actually more intimidating to like have full-on sex with uh, a porn star, right? I can see that. Yeah. Just because, like, they've got a lot of experience, you know? Yeah. They've like, been with a lot of... How can you different... tell where the performance is and where the realness is? Yeah, they've been with so many partners, and yeah. you're just, who am I really? Right. And I'm going to compare myself, and do I really measure up? Um so, I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, Alex Riley, XXX, super hot. But um, at the end of the day, I, I think Sammy Guevara, killing kayfabe here. I'm pretty sure is straight. Um, I mean, he has a female, so. fian- female fiance. So, going to assume he's straight. I mean, I don't know. But... Um, yeah, I, I just I think that would be a little bit uh, hotter and less again intimidating as mm. being with like okay this is what I do for a living who are you <laughs> you know what I mean mm-hmm. so yeah I'm go I'm yeah stick- I'm gonna have to agree with you on that one sticking with my boyfriend and this uh, look love is blind this is not even a looks situation right I mean they're both super hot but. Mm-hmm. I guess it is a look situation, but all things being equal, um, yeah, I'm going to go with the one that is not actually the adult film star. Can't believe I just talked about this for 10 minutes or whatever. Anyway. That's what we do. That's what we do. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so so you're also uh, fucking Sammy Guevara. Yeah, probably Sammy for me. Okay. Yeah, you're not as familiar though with um, no Alex's not. body of work that, no. it, it, as I am. So we'll we'll talk off air, I guess. More familiar with the uh, NXT. Uh, yeah, that, no, that's that's not even po- no, <laughs> put that out of your mind. All right, I'll hook you up after after the okay, show. Okay, yeah, do that. Would you rather live in a world inhabited by superheroes? Or live in a world where magic is real, a la Harry Potter. Um, I, well, you got to go magic, I think, because magic for sure. There, there are so many cataclysmic events on like a weekly basis in superhero fiction. Um, 
It's like a nine eleven every day, basically. Yeah, like how would you be able to sustain I that? And I don't think. I mean, I'm not as familiar with Harry Potter lore, certainly, but I don't think that they go to that level of. Uh, I mean, as long as you're not sure. Harry Potter, you're all right. You know, <laughs> I would think, or, right? or like super close friends with them. Then, yeah, mostly nobody's trying to kill you. Yeah, um, and plus, I mean, magic is kind of the same thing as having superpowers. You know, you right. can, yeah, you can, you can shit out of your forehead and just <laughs> magically vanish it away, magic it away, just like that. no one sees it. All kinds so, of practical problem solving, you know, hmm? when it comes to magic. Um, even just cleaning your house. Uh, you could you could use magic to conceal the tiny arms growing out of your chin. Exactly. Yeah. Um, you can you can slip a love potion to somebody in a pod and make them fall in love with you. Um, yeah, like Sammy Guevara. Yeah. So it all works out. Or Alex Riley, I guess. <laughs> You're so inclined. Yeah, probably. That's, yeah, that, that's an well. easy. That's an, I, don't, I don't even like, you know, I'm I'm a comics guy. I'm not into Harry Potter, but just given the the option, the choice between the two, I guess it's it's you know, give me a magic wand. I want to learn some spells. I agree. Amazing. Oh my gosh. All right. Well, Spectrum to um, I mean, whatever it is. I didn't even get to the website questions, but for would you rather? But I feel like that's a good spot, and there's something that we could do out of this, so we can mm-hmm. save those for a future episode. Of course, if everything goes well, our next episode will be um, God in depth look at WrestleMania weekend, which yeah. Very much hoping is the case, um, much like last year. Um, Fingers crossed, assuming there will be a WrestleMania weekend. Assuming so, and God, I fucking hope so. Um, This would be the third year of a Talking Pop exclusive of the goings-on that Mm -hmm. weekend. And uh, I really want that episode to happen, and... I really want Mania to happen, and I know it's it gets annoying, right? Like, um, you're just like, I hope it gets canceled so these fucks stop fucking talking. About <laughs> I mean, I'm not thinking that, but I I can see like if people are sick of hearing about you don't care about wrestling or you're not worried about you're not going to WrestleMania, you don't care who is going to WrestleMania, you don't really. <laughs> Hear about. I mean, I would be. I've got no horse in the race. I mean, I was never going anyway. Our relationship, Jenny, is a lot like Love Is Blind. Really, it's oh, it's yeah. perfect summation of of who we are in this podcast. Really, but um, I would be heartbroken for you and for many of my friends who have made plans to travel to Tampa. And pay money to attend WrestleMania and various other events that weekend. Um, that would be very upsetting to me because I care about your happiness. Well, I appreciate that, and then, and to me, it's like sort of transcending all of the wrestling right now. Because, it is. Um, 
because these are my friends and I don't get to see them like <laughs> like once right. a year I get to see them and um I need it like just yeah honestly, I mean it's honestly more important than the it is, like many star rating if everybody matches. would just go to Tampa like regardless of mania and just mm. party all weekend I would be just as happy with that that's the weird thing like what are people gonna do if it's like well okay wrestlemania itself is not happening but there are so many other events planned scheduled adjacent to wrestlemania because of wrestlemania right, like with the indies, else, like what would they do the they... indies yeah i mean the things just start falling like dominoes i mean i don't I, don't even I feel like they this. have so much wrapped up. Well, I mean, WWE does too. Like, this is a huge yeah. money-making thing for them. Huge. And all these little indies have probably spent all their money to mm-hmm. to, to set up these, these Chase shows. Chase and Coattails, yeah. You know, and I, I would hate that for them. I really would. Yeah. Which big revenue generator for the city i just right yeah i i don't know i just and, you I know need it to happen. Is, i just need it to happen uh yeah i god my heart goes out to you <laughs> and i know i like i understand it sounds really dumb <laughs> like i really do but but it could be anything. I mean, it just happens, like you said, it, it transcends the wrestling. It just happens mm-hmm. to be, it's, yeah, we're going to, you know, watch a wrestling show. But that's sort of the least of it, I feel like. It because is. You, it's, it's, it's an excuse to meet up with people and have fun and tailgate, do and karaoke, I do love the drink, too. Like, that's party. really cool, but, mm-hmm. you know. I just But let's face it, if if every single match was a total dud stinker like I wouldn't care. It, nobody would care. Like right. <laughs> it's just it's not really what it's about. It's really not. Um So I I want it to happen for you, bad. Me too. I think it will. I like um I'm uncharacteristically optimistic optimistic about it yeah um, i i mean i'm pretty optimistic about it too just based on what we talked about at the top of the episode just how much is riding on it and the power that the mcmahon family commands mm-hmm. i just anyway um if you're hearing this episode it means that we made it through <laughs> and found it listenable so I, we hope you enjoyed. Um, you should Jenny. watch Love is Blind, um, even though we've spoiled all of it for you. Um, yeah. still need we to see it for yourself. You do. You really do. Uh, okay. Where does that leave us, Jenny? Well, that leaves us at the end of this episode, I believe. Um, more Would You Rathers to come, I think. Right. Um, we'll revisit that. Hopefully, the next episode will be a Mania um, exclusive mm-hmm. episode. And if not, it will be more nonsense like this, yeah. probably. And um, if you want to, you can follow me on social media on Twitter. I'm at Jenny Position. 
And I have a Facebook page. It's called The Jenny Position. You can follow me there and leave a review. What about you, Tim? Yeah, you can follow me on social media. I am on Twitter at Vanessa Lachey. No. Ah! <laughs> uh, I am at uh, Alex Riley XX. <laughs> no. Uh, psych six eight C Y K E up Brian Knobs asshole <laughs> at twitter dot com. Uh, anyway, no C Y K E Psych six eight at Twitter. Um, if you didn't already know that, then you probably weren't paying attention enough to catch it. Uh, I doubt you've made it to this point anyway. So, okay. in any case, that's where you can find me. Slide into my DMs, whatever you might want to do. Compare notes on Alex Riley's. Um, sure. Sounds fun. I'm into it. I'm looking like forward to everything. Screenshot them for me. All right. Yeah, yeah screenshots too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> what are we doing? Nothing. <laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs> I'm already, I'm already tickled just thinking of this because this never fails to crack me up. So, you got it back. <laughs> yep. Okay. Um. Again, potential cold open here. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a story I told, once again, throwing it back to the old Cruise World Order blog that uh, my formative internet uh, commentary years were spent on. Can I just say I never know? I never knew that that's what the C um, in CWO stood for. Oh, really? No. I, I yes, never... was Cruise World Order because yeah, it was no organized idea. by a gimmick poster who patterned Tom himself Cruise. after Tom Cruise. I knew that, but I knew just never that, connected yeah. that. And, and he all he maintained the he never broke kayfabe. Never, nobody Amazing. to this day knows who he is. Um, could be you for all I know. Like. It, it, like I think the consensus is it was just some guy, but it could have been another just regular poster mm. who was moonlighting as a, a Tom Cruise gimmick account. I mean, I have no idea. <laughs> anyway, uh, and I had conversations with he would. You could actually have conversations with him, but his his gimmick was always like the joke was always he was you're having a conversation with Tom Cruise. But anyway. Um, very complicated. Mm-hmm. Uh, so point being, uh, a story I told one time I was in the bathroom at work at the urinal. No, I was not at the urinal. I was in the stall, uh, taking a shit <laughs> because that's information you need. Someone else was at the urinal and there's a certain decorum that I feel like people observe in the men's room when they know that they're not alone. Mm -hmm. This person acted like they owned the place. They (laughs) took a big steam and piss, sounded like rain hitting a tin roof kind of thing. Whatever, fine. And then, to top it off, let out this 
gargantuan <laughs> fart that went on a good 10 seconds probably just, <laughs> just like, had some tunage to it right <laughs> and as if that wasn't because I'm, I'm starting to laugh you know as you do in, in the men's just juvenile whatever <laughs> they punctuated that by going I'm a badass bear <laughs> And I just went, I like mouthed myself. Like, you know how sometimes you, like, you want to talk to yourself, but you can't. You're just so flummoxed. Flummoxed is the only way I can put it. I just went, what? Like, why, why do you say, who says that? Like, even if you're alone, why, why do you say that? And if you're not alone, how can you just, I mean, I know that, and I wasn't the only person in there. You know what I mean? Like, it was, you know, a couple of those stalls were occupied. And this person just lets out this steam piss, farts their ass off, and then, like, I don't know, compliments them. I don't know what it was supposed to be. Oh, I'm a badass bear. (laughs) I never heard anything like it. And it's a story that you can't make up, you know what I mean? Like, because there's no... <laughs> did, you, did you know who the guy was? No, I have no, to this day, I have no idea who it was. Oh, Obviously, God. somebody I worked with on my floor. But, um, I mean, I, I just... <laughs> have you ever considered that he was just fucking around? You know, just like... He doesn't know why he said that either. And it I don't know how you can do it without laughing. If you're fucking around, if it was me fucking around, I would start laughing. You know what I mean? As soon as I said it, I'd be like, I'm sorry. You know, I just, I would bust out laughing after. Maybe he accidentally farted and then he made, like, he was so uncomfortable with it that he was just like, let me make a joke out of this just to cover it up. And the thing, like, he said it to no one in particular. That It, it sounded like one of the, like, he almost ha- said it to, like, psych himself out or, like, as a power move or I don't know. I don't even know. I cannot climb into the psyche of someone who does this. You know what I mean? Just, mm. uh, uh, like, it's a almost a self-affirmation that you say out, it's something. <laughs> that you say in your head, but he said it out loud. I, I don't know. I just... <laughs> like every night when he goes home and jacks off into the mirror. And oh, badass bear. And, yeah. <laughs> uh. Do women do these things? <laughs> what? Well, I mean, I'm, I'm a freak, but... Uh, I mean, I do weird things, but... In the bathroom, a public bathroom, do women say little things to themselves? No. (laughs) I mean. Not unless it's like, oh, God, it started my period. Or or like, um, no, that's probably about it. Uh, Yeah. Or can you spare a square? Uh, Mm -hmm. Yeah, some of that. That's rare. Like Men are disgusting. that is like they barely just... ever happened to me. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, I can't imagine. It, it just sounds like uh, women, you know, either keep them 
keep things to themselves or in the spirit of community, try to help each other. Yeah, they uh, definitely do. Men are just appalling and disgusting. Yeah, they're just like trying to like be grosser than yeah. the next guy. <laughs> grosser than the person in front of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Badass bear. Which I mean, like, you know, that's funny as shit to me too, so <laughs> I just, I I don't, I don't It's so inexplicable it. is what it is. Uh, I <laughs> I'm a, I was like, am I having an out of body experience? Did I imagine this? I don't. I'm pretty sure. Like, I don't think my own brain would come up with that. You know what I mean? I don't know. I don't know about your brain's pretty weird. Yeah, I, I don't think it would randomly just come up with. Like, I'm not really paying attention to this person. I'm just like, well, that was a loud fart. You know what I mean? It's already sort of. Uh, commanded my attention and then that <laughs> that of all things just <laughs> so anyway that sort of became an inside joke on <laughs> the long and short of it is that became an inside joke on this old message board blog <sighs> What are we doing? What a great story. 